I'm so excited to have you here. We met via the ITU conference, which was when? Two years ago? I, I actually think so. Two years, yeah. I think about two years. Wow, yes. It's been a long time. But yes, we've managed to keep contact ever since then. And I really wanted to have you on the show just to chat about, you know, entrepreneurship, and having the right mindset because I think you and I spoke a lot about our journey together when we did have some time uh, during the conference and after that and so that's what we're going to be chatting about today but before we get started I want to know what are we drinking? Uh, It's just H2O at this time. Savior, that's fine though. We're just being hydrated. <laughs> Let's talk about it as in who is Mish and what's your journey into entrepreneurship been like? Okay, I'm, I'm not too sure if you actually read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. A little bit. Okay, you know the premise of that book was there was a guy that uh, that grew up with his dad that was a normal working dad and he had a friend that father actually had a business and i really grew up in that almost very similar story whereas my dad had a normal job and my uncle that i stayed not too far away from had a business and he had quite a few businesses he had a garage he had a a bottle store he had uh, lots of properties and when i looked at this i said hey you know there's a different journey here and that's the part that i'd like to take uh, fast forward a couple of years, uh, I, it was my uh, my second year of working and I got an interview at Deloitte. And I was actually interviewing for a sub-consultant position and the guy interviewing me said, hey, I think you would be really good for to come and join the team that I'm part of. And he says, we call it innovation. And what we do is we create you know businesses for corporates. And I looked at him and I said, wow. You know, even if I had a dream job, it wouldn't be this because I never knew a job like this existed. So mm. I got into this this role at Deloitte, you know, where we started up these businesses for corporates, spent about five years there, and then decided, okay, it's about time that I start my entrepreneurial journey. And that's how I started my journey. So what was your mindset at the beginning of it? Because I know... As entrepreneurs, when you're starting off this entrepreneur journey, for me personally, I was so excited and I expected everything to go the way that I wanted it to, but that didn't happen. So talk us through your journey as in you started your business, what happened then? And from then till now, how was it like? Yeah, you know, I think uh, you you're hundred percent right. So, you know, there's a great uh, there's a great saying saying, if you want God to laugh, tell him your plans. Mm, right? And, and that, that's very much entrepreneurship. So when I started off my journey, uh, you know, and and we're talking about mindset, right? Yeah. And I think the biggest killer of mindset for entrepreneurs, it's got nothing to do with you know the market it's got nothing to do with the economy or or your your idea i think a real part of that mindset is is the self doubt right when you you're constantly doubting your abilities and yourself 
Okay. And I think it's also the reason why a lot of people that want to become entrepreneurs never become entrepreneurs. And it's the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs actually stop being entrepreneurs. It's that self-doubt, right? So th- there's a story where, you know, my first business, I started and I put uh, all this money into it and time and effort. And you're not going to believe the story, Shan, but I took it for, to my first client and he kind of brushed me off. And this is going to be unbelievable, but I went home, I analyzed what I was doing, I had so much of self-doubt in the idea and myself, and I literally closed the business. Wow. Right? And it sounds crazy, right? And it was, it was, it, it was difficult to get to that point. And all that self-doubt just really said, you're not going to make it, it's not going to happen. And I closed the business, right? So in retrospect, I mean, it, it was actually a very good move for me because, you know, where it took me to the next step was actually a better business than where I am now. But I think the story, the story actually illus- illustrates the, the power of self-doubt. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, you know, even when you, so you have all of this doubt in you. And even when you create your product and you go and make your first sale, I think many entrepreneurs even look at it and say, Hang on, but was I lucky? Mm, that's so true. Right? So, you know, when you're starting off as an entrepreneur, if you look at your life, there's very little experiences where you experience failure. Right? If anything, we're actually avoiding failure. Because if you look at your life, you start off in school, you go to university, you get a job, and you can go through that whole journey without having one failure. It's like the textbook life. It's, it's, and it's the life that most of us live, right? But, yes. But when you get into the entrepreneurship role, you need to start really changing that mindset. Whereas you actually need to start seeking out failure. Okay? That's interesting. Tell yeah. us more. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big paradigm shift that I had to actually go through as an individual, you know. And I had to get to the state where I needed to, as an example, talk about if I'm going to walk into a room with 10 different prospects, the quicker that I could uncover the eight no's is the quicker that I'm going to find the two yeses, right? Mm. So when you start to cultivate that mindset that actually failure is your friend, failure gets you quicker to the yes, right? But it's a total paradigm shift when you're starting off that journey. And I thought that was one of the most interesting mindset changes that I, I needed to make at that time. Mm. So let's talk about support because I feel support has a lot to do with the mindset that you're in as well. If someone tells you this is never going to work out repeatedly, it gets to you and then you're like, okay, this is never going to work out and I'm going to walk away from it. You know, as you mentioned, you walked away after your first client said no. How important do you think having a community is for your mindset, like being around people that get you and understand you? Because entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey and it's quite easy to fall into depression, which is huge. Not many entrepreneurs talk about it. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, you know, you've had stages of failure and you've got up. 
but that most probably was very difficult for you to get through before you know you decided this is what I want to do with with failure and how I'm going to deal with it talk us through that like did you have a support system um so I, I you know I think as you're saying entrepreneurship is extremely lonely journey right um when you're starting off this journey there's very few people around you that uh that actually say you're making the right decision in actually doing what you're going to do right when mm. when you you know when you look at your parents you know they look at you and they say but we've taken you through university you've got this amazing job and you know you you're earning a good living why do you want to put all of this at risk you look at your friends and everybody that you that you socialize with and interact with all have jobs and no one gets you right so to try and find some kind of community from the people that are in your current circle is extremely difficult for an entrepreneur right when everyone's going left you going right mm. so you know when we talk about when when everybody is telling you it's never going to work so i listened to a great there's a course from stanford university with uh, reed hoffman i think he's the founder of of uh, of linkedin and okay. he speaks he speaks about this concept of where it's the ideas that everyone says is not going to work those are the ideas those are the that's where the real opportunity lies because no one else is seeing that opportunity and mm. that's the business you need to go into right so and and i'll just give you a quick overview of 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 my journey and how it started so we started off in a very interesting place doing employee onboarding right so we created a digital tool to get people into organizations more effectively and teach them about the culture the tools in the organization etc and everybody i spoke to in the business community said mish this isn't an idea that's going to really be profitable no one's going to put money behind onboarding new hires into organizations when they have so many other challenges right and and everybody i spoke to said the same thing but that journey what it did is it gave my business a very unique perspective to ask a very different set of questions because once we got into this journey of onboarding these new hires what we saw is that organizations started coming up to us and saying mish it's great that we're getting new hires on board but there's actually a need to onboard the whole organization right mm. so then we met with amazon and amazon said this is exactly what we're doing at amazon to drive culture change change sales enablement strategic alignment and guess what they call it chan but they call it ever boarding interesting nice one right so here's a great example of everyone around you telling you hang on that's not a good idea but you walking down that path you know the the road less traveled and you start to see things in a very different way and ask a different set of questions which allows you to then create things 
that normally you wouldn't create. So, so I think there's actually value when people are telling you your business is not going to work. And that should give entrepreneurs even more encouragement. What they're doing is unique and is going to create a, a very different set of, of outcomes. So I'm guessing you did have a community that supported you and motivated you during this period of building your business. Yeah, you know, so Shan, you know exactly what you and I are part of, uh, you know, part of the ITU program. It's, yeah. it's really similar communities where you start to find these other entrepreneurs, these, you know, these individuals that start thinking differently and, and, and you know, and acting differently and, and are going through similar challenges that you go through. So when you find those communities out there of these different entrepreneurs, you start to actually realize, hang on, I'm not alone. And there's mm. others going through similar experiences to you. And in the early days, that was, um, I think, very, very comforting to, to find that community of, of belonging. Because as we say, you know, this journey, you feel so different and out of place in, in the normal environment. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with you. And just having these people that you can talk to and just rant at any time helps get it out of your chest. But they also become part of your family and friends, you know. It's more than just having this networking community, but it's it's building friendships with people in your industry. Let's talk about the mistakes that you made during your journey and what it has taught you. And the mistakes, look, there, there's been so many mistakes, Shan, you know, and, uh, and so many lessons. And I'm sure there'll be many more to come. But if I had to think about one that I'm actually going through right now, it's around scaling my business, right? So, and, and you know, there's, there's a saying, it says, it takes a village to, to raise a child. Yes. Right. And, and I, I created this, this my, my own quote around this. It's, it takes a village to scale a business. Right? Wow, that's true. And, you know, entrepreneurship is, is an extremely emotional experience, right? When you create this, this business that, is your baby that you've self-funded and you've gone through all of these emotions to bring this this idea into the world you create a real emotional connection to it and what i found and this this was my mistake was that i thought that i could do this on my own right so i said listen i'm gonna go and i'm gonna scale this business and take it to the market and i took it all this way and i'm gonna take it to the next level and I started to realize that for me to scale the business, I needed to get the right access into the CEO, CEO, and COO levels into organizations, oh. right? And after a while, I started to realize that I don't have the access to the market that I need, and it was taking me far too long. And... After a while, I started to realize that I need to bring other people, other partners on this journey with me, right? And, and I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we feel that we are so alone and we got our backs 
up against the wall that we forget that there's actually the potential to create allies in the market. So the same competitors that I saw that I'm competing in, you know, in the market, when I started to change my mindset, I started to realize that these competitors could also be my village. And when I started to create the partnerships with these businesses, my sales cycle started to reduce by six times. We started to close more deals. And with one of our partners now, we're actually going global. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but but I think I think the whole, you know, the key lesson that I want to share is that we don't have to do it alone. And we need to start looking at 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 big organizations with the intention of actually partnering with them as constantly seeing them as as the enemy of some sort. And I think it comes back to what you said earlier, where we shouldn't be scared of failure, because that's exactly how many of us look at it. You know, if it's a big corporate or organization, we're like, I don't want to approach them because I'm scared they're going to say no, or take my idea and make it theirs. You know, that kind of, of vibe and you go through all these feelings as in, how will I deal with rejection over and over again? Or am I risking my business? Yeah. But I think what you said makes so much sense. And it is important for us to sometimes think like that. But also it's a struggle for many entrepreneurs to just have that mindset. And I feel like you've just got it right now. So I have to dig deeper and find out like, but how did you get there? Because is this like something you practiced like on a weekly basis saying that I'm going to be this type of person or, you know, is it just because you listen to lots of most motivational talks or how did you create that mindset? Because for me, it's still, it's still not easy. I'll be honest with you. I feel like I'm not where you are right now. I struggle a lot to even stay motivated. But I know having the right mindset is so important in entrepreneurship because it's so easy to just give up and walk away. You know, Shan, before, before we go on to that question, right, uh, I just want to come back to the previous point that you made when you said, you know, we're so afraid of someone stealing our idea, right? Yeah. And and there's so many times, you know, when you meet people that, uh, you know, are, are just about to start their journey and they tell you, you know, I have this amazing idea, but I can't tell it to you, mm. right? I, I don't know if you've come across that. I have. Right? And it's it's the total opposite mindset that entrepreneurs need to have, right? And And I think you as being an entrepreneur, you know how hard it is to make your own dream a reality. Yeah. Let alone taking somebody else's idea and making their dream a reality, right? So I think we really need to get over this 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 fear that someone's gonna take our ideas and run with it. I mean, even in even in big organizations, we're so afraid that they're gonna take the ideas and run with it. Those big organizations are actually so under pressure themselves to implement things that they are trying to implement. 
you know so we also need to take stock of what's happening with the people around us and the businesses around us and the reality of those kind of you know notions of someone taking an idea yes it's a possibility but it's a small possibility right and if and it if it's going to be something that's going to be a barrier to you actually making your business a reality and you're going to keep it to yourself then something bad is already happening right meaning your business is not getting birth into the world that just makes so much sense <laughs> i feel like i could listen to you talk about this like the whole day <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about having a schedule in place or a routine because i feel like that also plays a big role in your mindset you know sometimes entrepreneurs work till 2 a.m. in the morning and they're always stressed like that's our life <laughs> we always stressed <laughs> but how do you keep a routine where family time is family time and work is work because you're a parent so you know you and i we are on the on the same page we know how it is yeah but even for entrepreneurs that don't have kids or don't have partners what tips or advice you could give around creating a routine or schedule okay so i think the first part of your question is around how do we get the balance right yeah you know and and i think if we come there's there's really this old school mentality that the the harder i work the better the output right and it's 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 just not linear right so 8 hours of work does not provide 8 hours of output right it's the cuz everybody works hard you know the cleaner mm. in your office works hard you know probably harder than you and i they get up at you know crazy times get get to work and you know get home at at a crazier time so it's not about hard work right you know it's it's really about the quality of your work and we the new research is coming out into the world and i think more and more people are starting to understand that you need to be able to pause you need to be creative and when you're in a stressful mode right from a biological point of view when you're releasing all of the the cortisol etc your creativity levels decrease you stop thinking clearly and you're not productive right so the, the, you know there's so much of research out there talking about the importance of sleep and how just even you start to reduce your sleep by 1 hour less the impact on your productivity the next day you know there's research that even shows uh, you know if you don't sleep if you sleep less than 6 hours for two nights i think it's the equivalent to being drunk Right. Wow. Right. So 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 I think entrepreneurs are starting to get far more intelligent in performing like athletes than slaves in a job. Right? So so I think we really need to start understanding, you know, our sources of energy as individuals, you know, from a physical, spiritual, emotional and mental point of view. and start working more effectively than just trying to work through the night what can we do to enable entrepreneurship better in our country you know what i've seen is that when you look at entrepreneurs and 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 small businesses right they they have these these key abilities of what they have they move fast 
they're innovative in what they do, and they're potential disruptors to big organizations. But at the same time, I think the entrepreneurs don't have what the big organizations have, right? They don't have the scalability. They don't have the access to market. They don't have the skills that a big organization has. And at the same way, the entrepreneurs have a lot that the big businesses want. And I think we can start driving more entrepreneurship in this country if we start creating better collaboration and creating better platforms for these entrepreneurs and big businesses to start collaborating, right? You know, if you look at big organizations, they spend so much of money on, on creating these, you know, getting these consultants in to create innovation programs that show actually very little benefit Right. I mean, yeah. you, you can count the number of times that an organization in South Africa has actually been innovative. Right. But yet there's millions of, of rands being poured into this every single year. But I think, the, you know, if we can start creating those those platforms to better connect the ecosystem. It's going to be better for both parties. Mm. I absolutely agree, especially now in 2020 because it's been a roller coaster year already everyone's feeling the pinch and i think having the right mindset now is so important what tips or advice do you have for one to make sure that they stay on top of their emotions during this time you know what i've seen is that uh you know i i, I actually heard this this great quote the other day and it said if you want to have a great year, you need to have great months. If you want to have great months, you need to have great weeks. If you want to have great weeks, you need to have great days. And it basically comes down, if you want to have a great day, you need to have a great morning. And mm -hmm. what I've found personally is that having a daily routine is one of the most important things in setting up my day and the energy and the thinking for the day. Right? So... Some of the tips that I have around this is get up an hour before everybody else in the house. Okay. The, and then so the, what time do you wake up? I wake up at five, right? 5 a.m. club. 5 a.m. club. <laughs> you read the book. <laughs> I have. You know, there's another book. I don't know if you heard of a guy called uh, Tim Ferriss. I have. Right. Have you, have you read his, uh, what's it called it, tools of titans i haven't but i heard a lot about it so it is on my audible playlist i'll definitely get to it though so it's a fascinating book right where he interviews a whole lot of what he calls titans high top performers and from different sectors industries business sports and he found one common thread that all of them do and they all have a mindfulness routine, right? So there's so much of research around mindfulness now coming from Harvard and Yale and how it affects, you know, your significantly grows your gray matter, your frontal cortex, how it affects your, your DNA, right? So I would say we all need to start strengthening the mind around things like mindfulness meditation. 
right? So, and, and, and I think if you just follow the stuff coming out from the 5 a.m. club, you, you can really have a great morning routine. Meditation. But Bish. Yeah. It's hard to wake up at 5 a.m. in winter. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, right? That is true. You know, you know what I've also found, though, is that you can do a lot of the mindfulness techniques in bed, right? Okay. So while you're under the covers, you, you take your, your, your eye watch, for example, you put on your timer for 20 minutes, and you start your, your practice. And and the, and the you know the eye watches are quite quite nice as it when it's done it just starts to vibrate so you're not disturbing anyone else. Here's he do he's doing his sponsored ad feature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what type of practices do you do before? I'm sorry, I just totally butted in your conversation because I know you want a train of thought, but continue. No, look, it's it's the basic things. And I think the, the most important thing is actually just building a routine to actually get up at a certain time every day. That's the key. So just schedule it at the beginning of the week. Take a time, understand what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it. So take the thinking out of every day, right? And do the thinking up on a, you know, on a, on a, on a Sunday or when you're doing your plans and then just automate that process and get up and do it as best as you can. Okay, that's interesting. So I'm guessing you follow the 5 a.m. method to the T. Uh, no, 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 no. So no. I, I must admit, all, I, I would love to start journaling. I just haven't really gotten into it, but uh, it's on the someday maybe list. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, we are talking about Robert Sharma's book, The 5 a.m. Club, which honestly changed my mindset 360 degrees. I mean, it's been a year since I read the book and I've, I'm listening to the Audible again. And I just think, you know, his method, as you said, training your thoughts and doing the mindfulness or just waking up an hour before everyone else can make a huge difference on your day, as you mentioned. So thank you for bringing that up. I, I think it's great advice. You know, Sean, <laughs> while we're on this, right, um, and, and there's many types of meditation, right? Mindfulness meditation is just one form of meditation, right? Um, what I've also found, you know, I call, it, I call it state meditation that changes your state. And there's another great, uh, you know, Tony Robbins? Right. Yes. So Tony Robbins has a 15-minute meditation on YouTube, which anyone can go in and use. And it's called Tony Robbins Priming. And it is, I can't explain to you how powerful that experience is. It just takes you through a few different exercises into, you know, gratitude, envisioning your future. And it just leaves you on a totally different vibrational state. So if you have a chance, please try that and you, you won't forget it. We'll definitely check it out. Do you think we'll come out stronger after COVID-19? What do you think we as entrepreneurs can do to make sure our businesses survive this? You know, I, th I think the first thing we need to talk about is that you know, everyone's talking about this new normal. 
right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's no such thing as a new normal. It's just the next evolution, right? And we and we're already seeing this starting to change. You know, with a lot of people before saying, "I wish I could work from home." And now, when I speak to some of my friends, they're saying, "I can't wait to get back to work and see people." Right? How interesting, hey? Right. So, and and all that will be is it's the next evolution, and then will come another evolution, right? So I, I think from a, you know, we're definitely not going back to how things were, right? Mm-hmm. On, you know, on some level, it just what it never worked and it was not sustainable. Right? Mm-hmm. So you know, when you say what will determine if we come out stronger, and I really think it comes down to the quality of the questions that we ask as entrepreneurs, right? So we can ask, why me, why now? Or we can ask, how can I innovate? How can I create, right? And these, mm. these set of questions will create you know, vastly different results for the individual entrepreneurs, right? I believe this time is a time that we need to wake up with creativity, and innovation, right? And, and, and if, you need, if you look at the market, you know, the stock market, if you look at the organizations and, and what society backs, the organizations that are doing really, really well, the technology organizations that have innovated throughout the years, and then you look at the organizations that are starting to crumble, the industries, like the retail industry, mm. right? And all COVID was, was the accelerator for that right so as organizations what determines how you come out stronger or weaker is i think around the quality of the questions that you ask as a business you know you know and, and there's a great qu- a quote by by shakespeare and he says there is no good or bad thinking makes it so hmm. Bring out all those quotes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I feel like this is the time to innovate and think how we can use this opportunity to build something. Like I have a lot of friends that are struggling at the moment because their businesses included no social distancing, you know, it was big crowds, lots of people very close to each other. (laughs) And now it's like, what do I do? Because I have no income. I've had no income for the past three months. How do I innovate my business? I don't know where to start. One of the advices that piece of advice that I gave was it's the mindset of what you do. And I think you, you just said it so beautifully as in what we need to do going forward on using this opportunity. Any last tips or advice? You know, when you're talking about your friends that are, you know, no income for three months. And I think what we, you know, we need to first acknowledge what we're going through as individuals, if we are going through something like that, and understand that the first emotion that's going to come is going to be one of fear, right? 
And that fear is going to bring a lot of, of emotions and hormones and feelings that are actually counterproductive to being innovative and trying to think my way out of the situation, right? So first, I think the individuals need to acknowledge what's happening and then and feel it and, re- and really just really feel that, right? And then from a place say, okay, but now how do I shift this fear? And how do I start putting myself into a different mindset, right? But I think without acknowledging what you're going through, you're not going to be able to shift it. So talking about it to friends or just saying it out loud. Exactly. You know, internalizing it. um, Yeah. You know, getting a coach is not a bad idea, right? That is true. And I've noticed there's, there's a lot of free webinars online that's around entrepreneurship and, you know, connecting you to experts in the industry or just so many, um, what is this, courses that you could do for free now. So there's lots of information available and content that we could really use to innovate and build our businesses. Mish, do you know of any that you'd like to suggest? You know, the only advice I can give around that, you know, getting mentors and coaches is that get advice from someone that has been to the place that you want to go. Get advice for someone that's living the life that you want to live, right? Don't go and find some kind of coach that's all the person does is coaching and has never really built a technology business and you want to build a technology business. I love that. I think I'm going to use it for your little intro. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Mish.